Ah, we got it. Good morning. No music on Podbean this morning, or maybe I didn't hear. No music. Hey, it's okay. Uh, you want me to sing, Melanie? You want me to do some singing? No. I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. As we're moving forward with this podcast, I'm getting more and more excited. This morning, we spoke with Jean-Philippe because where is Sabrina, Melanie? Where's Sabrina? She's on her way to Guatemala. I took her to the airport at 5.30 this morning. <laughs> I just saw the picture of her at the restaurant having breakfast. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, corporate values versus house. Your house... Uh, Somebody's mic is open. I'm hearing movement in my my earphones here. Your house bring your why to life. Okay, that's going to be Melanie Miller this morning. I'm very excited. There's a beautiful story in there. And as she's reading the story, work on superimposing it in whatever, wherever you're working right now. So I said to Melanie, I'm sure you're going to be able to take it and just give an example of our multi-level marketing business. Like just watch, just watch. Okay. And then on the technical side, do you hear my dogs? Do you hear my dog? You, you know, I said to you guys, the ones that were on zoom before we went live, I said, watch them. They're like kids. As soon as I go on the podcast, they're going to start doing this. And there they are. There they are. Okay. So please tolerate them because less attention I give them, the faster they'll stop. Okay. Uh, we put Marie-Pierre on the technical side, how the process works. So as I worked the, the podcast this morning by myself, I said, what do I feel like saying as an intro? And I think this is where I, I really want to share with you. I'm, I'm started, I have started in August my 41st, 41st year of career. I just celebrated August 13, 36 years of being with Mohammed. Three amazing children, um, amazing life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm, I'm, I'm really getting, I'm really getting what Simon is trying to say here. Okay. The, the, the first thing I wrote down is every great culture needs a mission and a vision and values. Like I, I want to bring it back to what I was raised with. Okay. A mission, a vision and values. We, we, we were required in my upbringing to be married. It was a, you were on a mission. You had to get married. You had to procreate. Like, but but I get it. And the vision was so that your legacy, your values, your belief would continue from generation to generation. Otherwise, we all look alike. Like otherwise, we're all going to be eating macaroni with butter and cheese. Do you understand what? So I was raised with this. The importance of the 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 vision was so that this part of our culture will be transmitted from one generation to the next. And diversity is beautiful in the world that we have today, right? So okay, that's great. And then there's the value. So Muhammad is Muslim. I'm Catholic, and every time we say this to people, say, hey, you're still married. Like, it's an, inst uh, an instant reaction almost, Melanie, you know? And I'll tell you why it works, because we focus on our values and not the religious um, uh, rituals. You see, because if you focus on the rituals, it's not going to work. But a value is, is international. It's, it, it reaches all religions. So values are very important. This is very, very important. This can only happen if the why is clear. Like, you know, again, we're going to hit that nail on the head, right? Its mission is the organization's uh, purpose and reason for being, right? 
its vision, its, its aspiration for itself. So let's say I go with my company, $280 million of sales, 1,000 millionaires is the vision, right? Its values, which are virtues, are the way an organization commits to working, a statement of how a company does what it does and the principles it will consistently abide, right? The world has changed, guys, let's face it. Since COVID, the world has changed. The world has changed. But your why will never change. You see, me, Melanie, Marie-Pierre, Melissa, all of us selling Tupperware, uh, our why has not changed. I just work and sell differently, okay? Those, those will need adapting. There is a new emerging focus on things like health. Everybody's focused on health, uh, both mental and physical. They want a schedule that's flexible. So, you know, if, if they want to take the day off, they want to be able and not feel they've lost. They want, they want integration of diversity, equality, et cetera, et cetera. Your customers have, have radically reinvented themselves thanks to COVID, or some companies might, might say because of COVID. Understanding this, I really believe Melanie is going to lay it out in an amazing way. So take it away, Mel. Trying to get my... Uh, won't let me... Okay, trying to get my finger on the button. Excuse me, everybody. Good morning, good morning. It's been an early morning for me this morning. Um, and uh, thank you, Maria, for the introduction. Now, when you enter into many businesses, that you get a flavor of the corporate structure. And often that corporate structure is um, indicated by words flashed on the walls uh, wherever you go in the company. And you'll see things like integrity, honesty, hard work, and diversity. And I have to say, when I see things like integrity and honestly it it actually worries me because i hate to think they have to put that there because why wouldn't you have those things anyway that's just an aside um but but you have to uh, be careful not to confuse those things with how a company works um this is what the company would like to be like so they aspire to have integrity. They aspire to have honesty. But what they need to do is actually express those things in actions which become hows. So hows do not express where we would like to be. Hows express how we are, what we do. And, um, and when I read that, that worried me even more because if integrity is an aspiration, it makes you wonder what is actually going on, right? So values are not actions, um, hows are. So for example, if you have a, a word like courtesy written on the wall, that's a value. But if you um, have a phrase that says, treat people with kindness and respect, now that's a how. And, and what that means is in the here and now, whenever you meet anybody, please always treat them with kindness and respect. Don't aspire to be courteous. Okay, so 
A more difficult word to understand to a new employee is the word integrity. Because what does it mean? How do I behave? It's much easier to have a how which says always tell the truth. And then there's no doubt what that means. And you can actually um, see whether it, it is followed through because if you go to a meeting and in the meeting, the, um, the supervisor says, we do not misrepresent the effectiveness of a product just to get a sale. Well, that would tell you, okay, these guys have integrity and they always tell the truth. So when we think about Tupperware, and um, I'm going to talk twice about it this morning, but when we think about our MLM, um, we, we have a very strong mission statement in the Le Diamant company, but we're only one company within many companies within the, the total corporate Tupperware. So when we have our, you know, our mission is to help people save time, save money, eat more healthily while being a solution to pollution, we focus on products that do that. So our focus on selling is our systems of organization, our systems of cooking. And most of the products in the catalog will have some sort of conformity to our mission statement. We can just about justify selling them. However, when a company introduces a product that's so out there that it doesn't fit in to your mission statement, that's when a problem arises because then what you say and what you do are not the same. And we've all heard the expression, walk the talk. Well, we really need to walk the talk. And so for me, that becomes a big problem. So um, a company within a company like ours, it may, we may find that perhaps our whys are not aligned. Maybe our hows are not aligned. And I think that reading uh, this this morning and, and, and when I do the after bit of the story, uh, I think if I could make one recommendation at all, if anyone from Tupperware Corporate is listening, we need to work on our whys and our hows because I think they're really mixed up at the moment. So um, I have a story to tell you. In the late 1950s, Enrique Urube, who lived in Costa Rica, that's where she's got the idea of Costa Rica, right? Um, decided to import an idea that had revolutionized grocery shopping in United States. In Costa Rica, people were accustomed to going into a store and asking the person behind the counter for what they needed, a kilo of flour, a liter of cooking oil, a loaf of bread. The assistant would measure out the flour from a large sack and the oil from a drum and bring them to the customer. That had long been the system in the United States as well, but now it was different. Self-service markets, which had become the norm in the States, set the entire range of products on display and left it up to customers to collect what they wanted and bring the items to the counter. This new way of shopping meant that more choices could be offered and more customers could be served. Enrique wanted this to be the future of shopping in Costa Rica as well. 
but like anyone with a new idea that bucks tradition, he encountered resistance. People had various reasons for ridiculing Enrique's vision. Some predicted an increase in shoplifting. Others simply preferred the personal service of having a clerk do the work of rounding up all the items. Others pointed out that the entire supply chain would have to be reinvented. Products could no longer arrive in vats and sacks. They would have to be individually packaged and stores would have to maintain greater inventory. When I was reading this, it reminded me of how often we present new ideas and all people come up with with reasons why it won't work, right? We really need to be thinking of how it will work. So in 1960, Enrique, he was not discouraged. Together with his siblings, Marta, Flory and Louis, opened Mass Crocs Menos, a supermarket that brought to life his vision of a new way of shopping. And people liked it. As Max Cross Menox grew to become the largest retail chain in the country with over 500 stores, it completely reshaped the market. Enrique's sons, Rodrigo and Carlos, carried forward their father's passion for innovation. Though they eventually sold the family supermarket chain, the brothers went on to found Cuesta Mores, a parent company to more than a dozen businesses reaching into health, hospitality, urban development and energy. But as Cuesta Mores grew over the years, Rodrigo and Carlos, who serve as the chairman and vice chairman of the board, came to recognize they had a problem. As a parent to so many businesses in so many different industries, Cuesta Moras was in danger of losing touch with what the brothers felt their company stood for, its founding purpose. This is very common among companies that expand beyond their original product or service. They become so focused on what they are doing, they lose touch with why they started and how they should continue. So in 2014, the Uribe brothers set out to articulate the company's why, to find the golden thread that connects everything. It does to everything that came before. By going through individual why process, the brothers identified Cuesta Moras's overarching purpose, to innovate relentlessly in order to create opportunities for everyone. They also identified and articulated the hows they rely on to make decisions and run their businesses, to break new ground, to embrace change, to learn with a humble mind, to do what is right, to work together. Now the company places great value on executing its hows with a high degree of discipline. While their what's are diverse, they approach every new project by following what they call the Cuesta Morris system. Step one is to ask, will doing this project help us bring our why to life? If the answer is yes, the company then makes sure to stick to its hows all along the way as the project develops. 
Although the family business has changed and greatly expanded since the 1950s, Enrique's true legacy lives on through his sons because they have rediscovered his why, rooted in that first Max X Menos store and reinforced it with values and behaviors that aligned with those of the founder. As long as that why and those hows remain front and center, it doesn't matter how many businesses or industries Rodrigo and Carlos enter into. However greatly they alter their company's what's, they will continue to inspire in the long term. So, of course, as I was reading that, I'm looking at the question. The question, will doing this project help us bring our why to life? And what a great question. Oops. Got my phone. <laughs> Sorry, dropped my phone on the floor. Excuse me. So, it, <laughs> What a great question that is. Will it bring my why to life? And so I couldn't help looking at the lady among. We haven't worked on our why. We have a mission statement. I think as a company why we will be able to find it. And, you know, as a quick uh, go-to, I sort of came up with to inform and educate people so that they can change their lives to eat more healthily, make good use of their time and become financially free. And so, you know, once you have a why statement and then you start looking at your hows, um, you can come up with things like sell quality Tupperware products, promote financial freedom, reward with for results, uh, always tell the truth, work together for the greater good. So once you get to that stage, you can do that. And I will repeat that as a company, as, a, as the corporate company, all of the individual businesses, they need to fit into the corporate company why and hows. And um, in that way, they will never make the mistakes of introducing products that we have no intention of selling. So um, with that, I'll pass over to you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Marani. <laughs> I really love our podcast. It's the perfect podcast. <laughs> Everything <laughs> always goes smoothly. <laughs> I really love it. Okay, so now we want to uh, finish our golden circle. So remember the why in the center. After that, we have the how and the what because all three parts are equally important so when uh, those three things are in balance we are at our natural best and we are truly living our why so our why remember is our purpose because our belief the driving force behind everything we do the how are the action we take when we are at our natural best to bring our why to life and our what are the tangible manifestation of our why so the actual work we do every day so let's go and write our how so that's what we want to cover this morning so yes you will see that maybe you have other individuals that express their why in a way that is similar to yours and it's okay it's the how that you bring with your why that will make you unique so the combination of your why and how is as exclusively yours as your fingerprints. 
So remember, hows are not aspirational. They do not express who we want to be. They express the way we actually behave, the things we actually do when we are at our best. So there's three steps to write our how. So number one is to narrow the remaining themes. So you already laid the groundwork for articulating your how because they are the derived uh, from the themes you list during your wide discovery process. So remember, with all your stories, there are some themes that we have um, in those stories that they come back and come back. So these are your team. So you keep them. Yes, you have your why. So now you go with what didn't end up in your why statement and they will serve as the foundation for your how. So it will take uh, us some practice <laughs> to really uh, go and have your how exactly what you wanted. So you take your list of your team and you cross the one you channel into your why statement and then you have to narrow the remaining list of team until you have no more than five. It can be less, but never more than five. So yes, they say, why <laughs> we have to go <laughs> and below five so the reason it's simple if you go uh, more than five you will have team that will express similar idea so they just see with a lot of experience that they always can uh, narrow it down uh, five and less so once you will identify these overlap or maybe the redundancy you have two options so maybe keep one and cross out the other or to combine them to create a new team. So for example, if in your list you have joy and optimistic, it's kind of the same thing. It's difficult to combine them. So you go back to your stories where exactly you talk about joy and where exactly you talk about the, your uh, optimistic value. So you decide which one to keep when you look at your stories. So Yes, we'll take the example of Melanie Miller. So I took every story. <laughs> I go in the last podcast to go back to the story to know exactly what are the themes. And we got after her story. So there was the student-teacher relationship, joy, service, nature, group collaboration, woman, and hard work. So NRY, the first draft remember <laughs> and it will it was to educate the people so that they can be their best version of themselves and together we can achieve more so it leaves us with the last five so it's joy service nature woman and hard work so it's easy we already have just five yes <laughs> so we don't have <laughs> to cross uh, out some themes so we can go to the step two that is now to state your how. So your how are your strength. So the how must be action because are, they are the things you do to bring your why to life. So traits and attributes like honesty or adjective like determine are not action. So we turn things into how by making them actionable. So it's possible that some of your theme will already be in the form of a verb or action. Yes, but for those that are traits or adjective, here's how to proceed. So for example, for the optimistic. So there are various ways to transform the adjective optimistic into a how. Like find the positive in everything, see the glass has half full, look forward, not backward, find the silver lining in every cloud. 
So you can now go back to your stories and see which one is the best for you. So you can just write a few ideas and after that to go back to your story to see which one is the best for you. So I go back with the example of the theme for Melanie. So the first one was joy. So I write it like bring joy to every person you meet. For service, it was easy. Serve others. <laughs> nature, it was respect, respect the nature. Woman, it's to empower women. And hard work, work hard. <laughs> okay, you can see I don't have many words, but it's perfect like that. So try not to use the verb be because you can just write be before everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we want because we can feel a difference between be connected and connect with people in meaningful ways or be positive and find the positive in everything. So you can see exactly the difference. So make sure the word you use will resonate with you and remind you of the stories behind them. So it's this emotional connection that will inspire you to put these how into action. And step number three is to provide the context. So once you've articulated your how, you can strengthen your relationship to them by writing a short description that gives each one of uh, some context and suggests what it might look like in practice. So the description don't have to be complicated. Keep them as simple as uh, you can. That makes them easier to put in action. So you can start with just one um, context for each, but after that, maybe you will find some uh, other um a suggestion that you want to write for each of them. So, for example, for joy. So, it was bring joy to every person you meet. And the context, I write, make sure that every person you meet, they will leave you better than when they arrive. To uh, respect the nature, make the difference for the environment one action at a time. Empower women, offer to women opportunities to develop themselves. So, it can be Easy like that. Yes, you can develop <laughs> after that. <laughs> you will see that uh, you just have to remember that you need to have them uh, an actual, actionable way to be uh, helpful to uh, just in the daily life to say, yes, I'm doing my why. So remember, it's just those decisions that you will uh, make. It will be so much easier when you have your why and your how. And at the end, to finish your golden circle, is to note your what. That's the easy part. It's the product, the service you offer. So it will not be that hard. Just make some note and voila, you have your golden circle completed. <laughs> Oh, wow, 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 wow. You know, let me begin with Melanie Miller. Drop the mic. Marie-Pierre, drop the mic. Like, oh my God. Congratulations to both of you. So to conclude, as you begin to start with why and share your vision and your values with others, use the stories from the why discovery process. And I was sharing with Melanie and Marie-Pierre yesterday, even if in our company, we didn't do this book when it came out, it doesn't matter. We have been trained to tell our stories. And through telling stories automatically, especially when you tell your stories in deep and depth, 
and with emotions, people will feel your why. So that's your beginning point, being able to articulate your story, specific moments in your life, okay? The energy and the emotions that you will awaken from these stories in other people is the key to being able to authentically communicate what you stand for. Okay, you have to become an excellent storyteller. When people say to me, I'm not good at telling my story, I, I said, stop saying that. Everybody is not good when they don't practice, but our business, put yourself in a place where you will be brought to have to tell your stories, right? It's gonna help you. My why keeps me passionate, 41 years, passionate. 36 years with Mohammed passionate. He's my James Bond. It gives me a filter to make better decision. Why is about helping others. This is what we are all doing together. And those that gravitate towards me have exactly the same feeling inside. Even if they can't articulate the why, they can feel it. Every one of us has a why. Every one of us, a deep purpose, a cause, a belief that is the source of a passion and inspiration. This is why it's so important you find it. If you feel a little bit drab, you feel like pushing the snooze button in the morning, you feel tired all the time, you feel that you're always running out of time, this is a sign, find your why. You have it, you just have to put your finger on it, be able to articulate it. The difference between happiness and fulfillment is the difference between liking something and loving something. Happiness comes from what we do. Fulfillment comes from why we do it. And my favorite that I wanna leave you with, the happiness in serving ourselves is real, but it's, it's, it's momentary, it's not long lasting. Only the fulfillment in serving others is lasting. So if you ask what Melanie Miller is doing here in Tupperware with us, why she's doing the podcast, it's all about the fulfillment in serving others. It's such a lasting, I mean, today you're going to have a bad day, Melanie. It doesn't matter. You won't feel it because this, you start every morning by serving others. And let me tell you, my friends, when you start this lifestyle like this, people will say to you, what happened to you? You look younger, you look happier, but they, they, they can't pinpoint what it is, but you know you found your why and you're serving others. Okay, guys, we love you. Happy weekend. Make sure to work on your whys and hows and all of that stuff, okay? And if not, in the meantime, just tell your stories, okay? I conclude that. Bye-bye, everyone.